Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hi, I'm Christian Sager. This is BrainStuff, and I've got some bad news for you. Money is imaginary. Now, I don't mean that printed pieces of paper are make-believe. I can feel a dollar's texture, and the ink even smudges on my hands. But when you compare it to a blank piece of paper, what's really the difference? Well, one is a recognized currency, and the other isn't. And the reason why? People agree that one piece of paper is a dollar and has value. That's where money's worth comes from. We all pretend it's a currency. This is one reason why the digital currency Bitcoin appeals to some people. It's not tied to any political system or government, so it's not vulnerable to any of their failings, like the economic collapse in 2008. All it needs is for people to believe in it. But lately, well, some people are having a crisis of faith. That's why today on BrainStuff, we're going to quickly establish some facts about Bitcoin to better inform your beliefs about it. Basically, it's virtual money you can use to buy and sell things online. And it mimics real-world limited resources, like gold, for instance. It's also a cryptocurrency, meaning it's encrypted in a way that prevents it from being copied. See, every Bitcoin transaction is recorded using a blockchain. That information acts like a ledger that is encoded onto the Bitcoin itself. This prevents people from spending the same Bitcoin more than once, since everyone else on the currency's peer-to-peer network knows that it's been spent. It's essentially just a number associated with an internet address. You can store it on your phone or a hard drive until it's used again. Here's some ways you could acquire Bitcoins. Accept them as payment for goods and services. Exchange them for a more traditional form of currency. Or you can mine them. That's right, like gold, bitcoins are mined, not by old-timey grizzled prospectors, but by powerful computers. And, like gold, the more people mine bitcoins, the less there are to be found. So they become harder to find. Instead of physically mining with a pickaxe, you can attempt to solve math problems with a computer. Imagine the problem is something like x plus y equals 15. If you can figure out what x and y are, you get a bitcoin. With little competition, the problems are easier to solve. But when more people join the search, you've got a race and the problems get way more difficult. People start teaming up, crunching numbers by networking multiple parallel processors together. Suddenly, it's like Deadwood meets Silicon Valley and them bitcoins ain't so easy to find no more, especially because there's a limited supply of about 21 million bitcoins. These can be divided down fractionally to eight decimal places. So the more we mine, the less bitcoins there are possible to find. In fact, every four years, the amount of bitcoins you can find halves. We're at a point now where people need computers specifically designed for bitcoin mining to even have a decent chance of getting them. But as bitcoin miners dwindle, the math problems will get easier again to ensure the flow is steady. Their value is boosted, and they remain inflation-proof. Not all have been mined yet, and we expect they won't be until around 2140. So, let's say you just heard all this and you thought, well, I want to grow up and be a professional Bitcoin miner and trader. Well, there are a few risks you should probably know about first. For instance, because there's no regulatory agency setting a Bitcoin's value, it tends to fluctuate wildly. Let's go back to the dollar bill. Today, I might be able to buy a candy bar with it. But what if tomorrow it could buy dinner at a nice restaurant? Or a week later, it could buy the entire restaurant itself. 
Bitcoin is kind of like that, except the dollar would suddenly drop in value so you couldn't even buy a piece of gum with it. And why would you spend it anyway if it could be worth a hundred times more tomorrow? Another Bitcoin problem is security. Actually, the format itself is fine, but that doesn't protect it from hackers who targeted the banks and exchanges that deal in Bitcoins. So, for example, Mt. Gox, one of the largest Bitcoin trading floors, was hit for the equivalent of around $480 million. That's 7% of the world's supply of Bitcoins. Flexcoin, a Bitcoin bank, announced to all its users that their accounts had just mm, disappeared. And when the online market Silk Road was shut down in October of 2013, the FBI became one of the largest holders of Bitcoins in the world. Now again, this isn't the fault of the currency. If a bank was robbed, you wouldn't blame the dollar bill for getting stolen, right? So yeah, Bitcoin has its slumps. And for it to become widely used, its volatility needs to settle down quite a bit. It's currently a high-risk currency that is totally unpredictable. And we didn't even get into the mysterious identity of Bitcoin's founder, Satoshi Nakamoto. Check out the BrainStuff channel on YouTube. And for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 